Hello. Welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 264 for September 3rd, 2018. Today's guest is the vegan zombie, Chris Cooney. I'm super excited. And I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for 13 years. 13 years. I, I get excited about that every time I say it. That's a really long time to be doing something and, you know, whatever. Anyway, if you like what you hear, and why wouldn't you, subscribe using the colorful buttons at the bottom of the page or on the right-hand sidebar of MikeyPod.com. If you'd like to know more about me and my work, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email me at MikeyPod at gmail.com. That's the, yeah, reach out, reach out, reach out. I love hearing from people. I love it. And I don't hear from you people very often. And I just love hearing from you. So if you're listening, send me an email. I would really love it. I will probably, well, I'll be very happy. Okay, here, this is the time of the show. (laughs) Where you have updates with what's going on. Yesterday, here in New York City, there was an animal rights march, a second annual animal rights march. It was phenomenal. It's There were a couple thousand people all marching for animal rights. Come on. Like... <laughs> I'm already I'm in a, in a bit of a state already today so I may be a little over top with all my feelings let me drink a little chai real quick but to be in like marching like for animal rights being a vegan like if you're not a vegan and you're listening to this it's like imagine ah uh, imagine like you love cats and but everyone, like, everyone is just like, of course we fucking eat these cats and we factory farm them and make them live horrific lives, even though we know we don't. And everywhere you look, people are fucking chowing down on a dead cat and be, and making fun of you for wanting you for asking you to stop eating a cat. So that's how vegans feel about all animals. And it's you just. It, it sort of is shitty. <laughs> so to be on a march with like a couple thousand people all with the same passion for <laughs> kindness. I know it's so out there to ask people to be kind and compassionate. It's really like when I got there, I was fucking high. I mean, saying a lot of bad words today. I was really high. Like I saw for like. I took the train and it was all, the train was all weird and I had to get off at 14th street. The, we were meeting at the Flatiron building in New York city and I was coming down sixth Avenue and I was like, look, it's someone with a vegan shirt, it's someone else with a vegan shirt. And we were, I was a couple avenues over from where we we're going to be. And a few blocks back, like I was pretty far from where the March was going to be. And it felt like, and I know it was just lower Manhattan, probably in just this little area, but it felt like the vegans were taking over and, and it, it felt like a normal world where it doesn't feel like normal world. Like, to me, it's super logical to be like, oh, I don't need to eat animals or any animal products. And they suffer horrifically for me to eat them. So, okay, maybe I won't do that now. <laughs> like, it seems like pretty solid logic to me, but I'm the crazy one. So anyway, I'm super excited. The march was amazing. I took a lot of pictures. I'm really trying to work on my uh, photography and my videography as I'm ramping things up to go to India in March. Uh, for a month to document and create a new show and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I talked about that last week, I think. Uh, I don't want to get too much. I I feel like I don't want to get too deep into my stuff. I haven't even written about this. 
yeah, I'm going to India <laughs> in March. I'm going to spend a month there uh, working with Animal Aid Unlimited and rescuing street animals, filming and writing about it. And I'm going to create a new multimedia show like my uh, last show, which was my second show, uh, The Animal Show. Listen, can I like, things are good. Like my world is really good. I have challenges, but lately, uh, I'm going to save this for bonus content. I keep having these moments. I'm like, why am I? You, do you do this thing where you focus on the thing you're not getting and you forget about all the stuff you are getting? I think that's a pretty human thing. And then there's people cheering outside. I think they're cheering about my little revelation. Anyway, I don't want to get into all that. Strong Hearts Cafe, uh, Syrac- Syracuse, New York. My friend Joel um, is one of the owners. He's a super good friend. And for the fourth year in a row, they've had this vegan booth at the state fair. And it's amazing. So I worked second year in a row that I went and worked. Last year, I think I did around two weeks. This year, I did a one week. It's a lot of work. Um, but people were excited and, and it got a lot of news coverage. So um, people were showing up who wouldn't typically like seek out vegan food at a state fair, which is like animal exploitation central. Like there's dairy barns, there's like animals being bought and sold and, and shown, uh, like all the things. And then there's like this woman I wound up talking to who was like, I saw in the news this guy eating this sausage you have. It's not, it's not real sausage. I, I do everyone in a Texas accent because that's my, my version of being a classist dick. Um, so, uh, but anyway, she was super amped about it. And she said, yeah, the, I saw someone on the news talking about it and the, the guy took a bite of it and put it down. And you could see as soon as the kid, like his bit was over, he went right back and finished eating it because he liked it so much. I want to try that. She tried it and she loved it. She was one of those people that sometimes get under my skin, but not this day that say like, I love my meat. But she loved the Beyond Sausage too. So, you know, like she's maybe not going to go vegan, but she tried a vegan sausage and she found out that it was really good. So that's something. Uh, bonus content this week is going to be more from Chris Cooney. The bonus content, I got to tell you, if you're not a patron, you got to get in there because that is where the magic happens. This There's magic on this podcast too, but I always record the bonus interview after the main interview and we've loosened up and stuff like Chris, I already knew, um, but we did. We, he, we got into like a groove and then it, it was a great, it was a great conversation. So there's a second part to this interview that is available to $5 and up patrons at patreon.com slash Michael Heron. And if you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, like subscribe, all of those things. And especially I'd love your support at patreon.com slash Michael Heron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there. And I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this free podcast and the other content I create everywhere. A little extra side note about Patreon. I'm working on a new project. I, I talked about it, I think, on bonus content last week, but not on the main content. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. So I'll be announcing the real details about that pretty soon. Yeah, I definitely didn't talk about it to you guys. But uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, I'm making a very special thing. It's a special offer. It's going to be a handmade thing. Um, it's pretty cool. I did something very similar to this before. Um, uh, and it's interesting. It, it's a series, and they're only available to patrons. Uh, yeah. I'm in love with Walker Lukens. That needed to be said. I've been listening to um, 
it's not tell it to my heart. That's Tanner, Taylor Dane. Tear it out my heart, which you guys heard on the podcast last week. Uh, and I've got to play another Walker Lucan songs this week. He's been on the podcast a few times. Uh, and here's another track from him. And after this, we'll hear from vegan zombie Chris Cooney. This is called Baby from Walker Lucan's. Baby, let's have a good time. Call all of your friends and your family. Hope they're not sick of me, cause maybe I had a good idea. Instead of wearing tuxes and dresses, oh, let's just make out in public and we can buy rings on credit cards, call it in store. After we shut the bar, baby, baby. Tell her she's awful cool 
Joining me now on the podcast is Chris Cooney, the vegan zombie. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me, Michael. Yay. I'm glad that I finally got you on the podcast. I've never, I make it sound like I've been asking you and you said, no, we just never, I never got around to it until now. So welcome. I'm, su- I'm like, I've been a big fan of the vegan zombie, as you know, for a really long time. How long have you been doing the, well, you know what? Let's back up. What is the vegan zombie? The vegan zombie. Wow. Well, I wrote a, a script for a film about 10 years ago and then I turned it into a YouTube show back in 2009. So I've been doing this for, for quite some time, and the show started out as a, a a vegan cooking show set in a zombie apocalypse, trying to make it fun and entertaining and funny. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and so in the beginning, like one of the things I think is interesting about what you've done with the uh, with the web – I'm calling it a web series, but what would you just refer to as like a YouTube channel or – well, you know, it did start out as a web series. We did only cooking. And then over the years, I've kind of um, branched out. And now I do pretty much everything. Vegan lifestyle, like, you know, shopping on a budget, what I eat, uh, interviews with different vegans, um, going out and traveling and, and showing people where they can uh, eat different restaurants, stuff like that. Yeah. And then in the beginning, you weren't in front of the camera very much. You were the you're mainly like behind the camera and doing editing. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. When I started it, I originally I started, I made the script because I, I hated what I was doing. I hated my job and I wasn't finding any, anything with it, no passion, no anything. So I just basically said I could sit here and feel sorry for myself or I could do something about it. So I just decided to think of a couple things that I really like. And those things were my passion of making film, uh, the horror genre and I've been vegan for over half my life. So I put those three together and I came up with a storyline for a vegan zombie movie. And I went home and I wrote that movie and I wanted to make that into a movie because I've, I've loved making movies all ever since I was a little kid. I was around movie film because my dad had like a little home movie camera and he would do movies with me and my friends and brothers and sister. So you know, as time went on, I, I I wanted to make this movie, but I wanted to do it the right way. And I knew I had a very low budget. So I just decided to start a YouTube show where I could kind of teach myself how to, you know, better edit and visual and special effects and direct and do lighting and all that. But I definitely didn't want to be in front of the camera. I was, I was really shy. And um, so I went and got my friend John who was the host of the show at the beginning of our, you know, the first pretty much five or six years of us doing this. And uh, I told him the concept. I said what I wanted to do. I said, hey, I want to learn how to make movies at the same time. I want to promote veganism. So we'll just kind of show our recipes in a fun way. You want to do that? And he was completely happy and excited about it. And that's what we did. That's how we started out. And our videos kind of I didn't expect them to get that many views. They started getting a lot of views, and then people said they wanted a cookbook. So we decided to throw a Kickstarter and do a fan-funded cookbook. If it made the goal, we were going to make a cookbook. If it didn't, it didn't really matter because I never made a cookbook before. So (laughs) that's what everybody wanted us to do. We did the Kickstarter back in um, mid-2013, and... In three days, we had our goal. And in the end of the 30 days, we had almost tripled our goal. So we made an even better book than we wanted to. And uh, 
it's translated now to German, French, and, and English. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love it. I'm a proud uh, backer of that project and a proud owner of that cookbook. And I've made a lot of recipes from there. Like, so many things you guys have done. Uh, to, like, because that, that wasn't super early in my veganism, but I was still, like, just figuring things out. And those videos really, really got me, like, got me going. And still, like, there are a lot of things. Like, there was one, I think it was your video, the How to Make Tofu. I think it's called, like, How to Make Tofu the Right Way or something like that. Yeah, How to Cook Tofu Right. You know, that's funny because that is my first video that I did with myself in front of the camera. And I was... I was so terrified to put that video up. It took me so long to film that video. I was so critical being in front of the camera, the way I looked, the way I sounded, the way I said things. And I edited the video and I uploaded it and I had my hand over the delete button. I just kept refreshing to see if there was going to be a bad comment or a really negative comment. And the first one I was about to delete the video and it and and I didn't, and that ended up being one of our most viewed videos that we have on our channel. That so that, I love talking about that stuff because I'm a creator too, as you know, and um, I deal with a lot of that. Like especially now, I've been sort of experimenting more with videos, and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, <laughs> and I'm just like <laughs> making myself upload it anyway. And it's that feeling like <laughs> I don't even know what my question is. I guess because you just said you just said how you did it, you just did it, right? Like, was there any like did, was there any other like, I don't know, like something that you told yourself or anybody yeah. you went to for support about like not deleting that video? Yeah. So when I, like I said, when I, I was terrified to do these things, I was so critical of myself. Like, I mean, I, I still am kind of today, but today I can just do a video and put it up there and you know, I, I need this video done. It's up there. I'm going to put it up there. I don't care what I don't like about myself. I'm just going to put it up there back then. I was so critical that it was I had to do everything perfect or refilm it until I actually would be brave enough to put a video up. But I'm okay in front of the camera now. Actually, I'm 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 really good in front of the camera now and and I'm also it's also cured my stage fright. I could never speak in front of people and I had to do it before because we had to do food demos. So I went with John and he pretty much saved me from looking like a fool and at one point I was in Toronto and we were doing a food demo and I totally froze up. And I don't mean for three or four seconds. I froze up for oh. a long time. I didn't know what to say. I kind of just turned my back and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And then I kind of came out of it. And John said to everybody, he's like, well, Chris is, Chris is doing a good job. Give him a round of applause because he's really stage fright and this isn't his thing. And everybody like, I felt better after that. But what I tell myself, because I ended up having to go on later on and do other demos without John with me. And I had to do these in front of hundreds of people. And the last one I did was, yeah, it was it was big. It was at the Montreal Veg Fest by myself. And basically what I would do, like I'm okay, I can get up in front of people now and I can talk. Because what I told myself, um, I think I just had really bad self-esteem and, and low confidence when I was younger. And what I told myself through doing the Vegan Zombie and everything that, I, that I've done with the channel was that, um, I'm just as good as anybody else in the world. Nobody is like, you know, I can't say just because you're 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 famous or you're a celebrity or you're an A-list actor, that doesn't make you better than anybody else. I'm here now. This is my time that I'm living on this earth. So, you know, in a hundred years I won't be here. So why don't I do what I want to do right now? And the stuff I'm talking about, I feel like I'm an expert at because I I literally grew up this way. I've been vegan for so long that I'm talking from experience. And I'm really just talking about the thing that I'm that I know best. So I'm talking about my life. So 
who's better to talk about my life than me? So I'm talking about my experiences and how I got to where I am now. And I just told myself that and I went up there and I, and I talked and it was fine. And now I tell other people that uh, to try to get them to not have stage fright or have more confidence because really it doesn't matter, you know, just get up there and, and do your thing. Uh, I love that. Like there was a moment, we had a conversation at Strong Hearts. I don't know if you remember, we were, it was a couple of years ago, it was one before Ragnar. And you were telling me some of that stuff about how you're feeling, you know, insecure about posting videos with you in front of the camera. And that way, I hope people who are listening to this have the same response I had right then, because I'd been watching your channel forever. I was like, what? Like in my mind, I didn't say it then. I was like, Chris feels insecure. Like, because to me, you'd been putting up these videos and like, it seemed so natural for you to be in front of the camera. So it was a really cool, like, it was cool for me to be like, oh yeah, like everybody goes through this stuff. And then the people that are successful at creating and, you know, just doing their thing are the ones that are like, all right, this kind of is scary. (laughs) I'm going to do it now anyway. And then you do it. It's so inspiring. I hate the word inspiring lately because it sounds so corny, but I'm <laughs> but inspired. Yeah, that, that's really cool to hear that from you, that you actually, that I pulled it off good enough to make you think that I was always so confident and natural around the camera when in fact I was, I was so, um, had low self-esteem and I was not confident. And, and even when I watched that video today, like I'm so, it's so cringy to me, but, <laughs> I, it, it, it got some of my best views in that video. And now like I'm very comfortable in front of the camera and it's weird because we kind of, we kind of changed spots. Like John has kind of, um, pulled back away. He's got this huge anxiety of be, being in the camera now. That's why you don't see him anymore. And, uh, he never had that. He was the one that would go up there and he was so personable and he just had that natural charisma when he went out there and when he talked to people, but he is He's got so much anxiety now, so I'm the one in front of the camera, and he just doesn't, it's just too much anxiety for him to do it. Yeah, it's really interesting how, oh my God, how all that stuff changes. Oh, yay. I hope, really hope, like one of the things I've been talking to people about, especially on the podcast, is uh, taking like whatever your thing is you're passionate about. And in general, it's always, it's mostly vegans that I talk to on the podcast. Those those are just the people I'm interested in. Um, But whatever you're passionate about, you can turn it into something like a YouTube channel or like music or it, there are people that are doing this stuff and you're doing like you, Chris, are doing a great job of advocating for veganism with your talents. And it's something that I really want people to feel empowered to do. So it's cool that you're talking about what your challenges were to get there and to keep moving um, in, in that vein right now which is like the main reason we're talking, you've got this Kickstarter going because the movie you mentioned at the beginning of the interview, you're going to make and you're killing it with the fundraising. So where where are we at with that? Maybe give your little, your elevator pitch about where that is. Okay, so I'm watching it live right now. And just as you said that, I think we just made another hundred. But so basically uh, the script that I wrote 10 years ago was the movie script. And it's been on pretty much the arc. It's been in the archives. It's been on the back burner all these years because I wasn't ready to film it. I don't want this to be like a. I wanted this to be like a really quality movie. And a couple months ago, I was contacted by Brooklyn Hudson, who is a an award winning author and director out in Los Angeles, and she wanted to know if I wanted to be in her movie. Um, and I told her, oh, sure, yeah, I'll be an extra. She goes, no, 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 I want you to have a speaking part in my movie. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, yeah, sure, yeah, definitely. And she's like, okay, good, you're going to be in a, in, a, in a scene with Colin Farrell. And I'm like, what? what? 
And uh, she's like, yeah, and I got another one coming out that I'll be filming in New York City after that. And you and you want to be in that one, too? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So with another named actor, and I'm like, oh, my God. But then she got to the real question. She's like, look, I've been watching your show since you started it. So I kind of wrote this role for you within my, with you in mind. But what I really want to ask you is, do you want to film your movie professionally? And I was like, oh, my God, is this like, is this a, is somebody playing a trick on me? Is this like a, a nightmare that I'm going to wake up from? Huh. Just, But anyway, you know, so for you can imagine for the first couple of weeks, I just kept waking up and I'm like, is this real? Is this really happening? But yeah, we have, we're making a professional film movie. We have a professional crew. She's got uh, all kinds of connections. So a lot of people that watch my channel, they all know that my favorite movie of all time is E.T. And we've already got somebody from the movie E.T. to play one of the main roles in the movie. We also got somebody from Goonies and somebody from the movie Elf and somebody from the movie Platoon. And this is just beyond my um, you know, wildest dreams here. I mean, this is a dream come true to be able to do this, but the script is so solid. I, I, I can't tell you the details, but it's an amazing script. It is a horror movie, but it has an amazing vegan theme to it. And it's going to go out to the mainstream. We have uh, representation for distribution. So it's almost guaranteed Netflix. And we have a very high probability to get in theaters worldwide. Um, that's never guaranteed. So I can't say definitely, but that's the goal. And uh, it's going to be an all vegan movie. So if we can get this out to the mainstream, the message is there in a very palatable way, because let's face it, there are people that if they know it's a vegan movie, they won't go and see it. So I had to do a few tweaks late with that. The movie is going to be called A44, not The Vegan Zombie. Mm. Um, the name is very, it's definitely relevant, but it gives a little bit of intrigue. So people will want to go check it out. Um, and it will give you, it will give the horror fans the movie that they want to see. They're going to see a horror movie. Um, and they're also going to, there's going to be a vegan message where they're going to, they're just going to question. They're just going to, it's going to make them think about the choices they make every day. Um, Brooklyn, the uh, co-director, and myself, we're both longtime vegans. We're going to promote only vegan products throughout the whole movie. Uh, catering on set is going to be all vegan. And nice. we, once the movie is – this is the good part because we need, we need people to donate to this Kickstarter. It's not going to be made if people don't help us out and donate. Uh, we do have other funding from investors, but we need this Kickstarter to be successful. And that's even if they can only donate like a dollar or two or just share it. But here's the thing that I'm telling people. Just one of their dollars is going to pay it forward to the animals. And if you're a vegan, you want to help the animals, right? So it's bigger than just fulfilling my dream. It's going to make people change their minds. And it's also going to make people think. But it's also once the movie is done and starts generating revenue, we're going to take a couple of the points from, from the movie. Now points are that that's what they call them, but basically they're, they're no different from like shares. And we're going to give those to a couple different farm sanctuaries. So, um, I know, you know, one of them definitely, um, Tamerlane farm. Yeah. And there's another one, uh, mockingbird farm, which I'm good friends with both the owners there. And we really want to be part of that. So, so what this means is if this movie becomes a reality, when it goes to theaters, just imagine if it gets in theaters or Netflix. Netflix is 125 million people that watch that. Mm. Um, right there and then, it's going to generate revenue. And these points are like stock. They're like um, 
So that means every time the movie makes money for the lifetime of the movie, for the next 20, 30 years, that sanctuary is going to be paid. So your dollar is going to help contribute um, to helping change people's mind for a message like that. So indirectly and directly, because those animals are going to benefit from it too for the, for the lifetime of that movie. Uh, I, I love this whole project, obviously, like I feel like I'm repeating myself or it's obvious that I'm really into this. Um, I also love crowdfunding and this is a great type of project to be a backer on because I, I'm going into total, uh, like cheerleader mode, I guess. But because with something like this, you get to see all this behind the scenes stuff as a film is being made. And I yes. know you do this because I did the, I was a backer on the, the cookbook and this is going to be so uh, like, so long story short, if you're listening to this, you should back this film. Uh, and what's, can you give me the link? What's the, what's the URL? Um, well, if you go to kickstarter.com and you put in the vegan zombie, we are a 44. I can, um, I can send you that afterwards. Okay. But if you just go to like any vegan, my, my website, my Facebook, my Instagram, it's going to be there. You're going to find the, the link right now while the Kickstarter is live for the next 27 days. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> and if you're listening to this and you can't remember any of that, just remember that you can go to MikeyPod.com and in the show notes for this episode, I'll be sure to put a link to the Kickstarter and all of the other vegan zombie links. Yay. Yeah, basically, if you Google the vegan zombie and Kickstarter, it'll it'll most likely come up or a 44. That's a is an Apple 44. A is an Apple 44. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, this is great. Holy shit. You so what? How many days has this Kickstarter been up as of this, this recording? Almost, anyway? It's almost three full days and we're at almost $17,000. Yeah, that's pretty solid. <laughs> so, and the goal is $80,000, which is right there. for the entire, like, right. And remember film. we're like, <clears throat> we need more than that, but that's like the goal for the Kickstarter because you, you know, as well as I do that, uh, Kickstarter, unless you make your goal, you don't get any of that money. So we had to make it, you know, doable if it was too high people just won't think that it's going to make it and then they don't donate um but this is a portion of what we need to make this movie um because this is you know movies cost a lot of money you know we have this is a professional movie this isn't like i'm making in my backyard we have a professional crew and you can find all those people on the kickstarter page we have a our makeup artist special effects artist he was in that show um face off and he made it to the to the final round. So he did work for like I think Z Nation and Frankenstein, some other things like that. George Schminky. Ah, uh, nice. So, yeah, we have a we have a great crew. And Indy the Pup is gonna. Uh, Indy, yay! <laughs> um, so I got a question. This is this is me looking for support <clears throat> in terms of. So here's the thing that just in the few days you've been doing your Kickstarter, I'm really excited about how I'm using the word aggressive, but I'm thinking aggressive in a good way. You're approaching the promotion of the Kickstarter. And that's something that I'm really challenged with in terms of my um, Patreon and that sort of thing. I go through little spurts where I'm like, I, I come up with something and I'm able to like kind of push, but there's always this voice in my head like, oh God, oh God, I'm being annoying. I need to like, oh, this is too much. Do you have that? And what, what like, I want to get to where you are with the ability to just like, oh, I'm doing a live stream today. Like you're doing live streams on your YouTube and on Facebook. You did one today. Like what's what? How do you get past that fear if you have it of alienating people with your fundraising? 
Yeah, of course. So like I'm the first to tell you that I hate if you look through all of my time being on the Internet for the last 10 years on, on the vegan zombie. Um, I've never asked for anything. I hate asking for things. The last time I had to do it was the last Kickstarter, but that was for the cookbook that the following wanted. So I had to do that. And now this time I have to do it again. Like I hate asking for things, but this really is bigger than me. It's this is a movie that needs to be out there in the mainstream um, that will change minds, like I said, and help the animals and do it in, in an awesome way. And it has the potential to become a sequel or a series and and keep going. So I'm very happy with this. Um, I just get on and, and, and go live and I just have fun with it. You know, I used to like really get nervous about going live. Like literally I, I'd be ready to have everything set in to go live. All I'd have to do is press the button and I'd sit there and I'd hesitate. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm not going to do it. And then I just hit it and I'm like, oh my God, I'm live. Um, but yeah, I just go live now and, and and I know I have to do this and I understand that some people are going to get annoyed by this, but it's something that we have to do in order to do because because that's the problem. You know, unfortunately, I don't know the right people to talk to. I don't know. There's got to be people out there that have unlimited funds. They, this budget is nothing to them and they want to be part of something. And I wish I could get a hold of somebody like that to show them the script and the press package and say, look, do you want to put your name on something awesome and make your money back? This is it. So what I say is like, I have everything already. Like I have an amazing crew. I have an amazing script. We have amazing actors and we have an amazing story, but we don't have the amazing money. (laughs) So I have to just get on there and I have to do these. Like literally I just got off a live um, Facebook live before I got on here with you. And last night I was on for a couple hours on YouTube and the night before. So I'm really just trying to connect with the people and I have nothing to hide. You know that if you've watched my show for all these years, most people know that I'm very genuine and I, you know, I come from, I, I was raised that way. Like I would never like, I'm not that clickbaity kind of guy. Like I want to tell everybody how it is. So if I can come online and, and go live with people and answer real life questions, then I think that makes them, you know, more because let's face it, this, this, this doesn't just come around. I would be probably skeptical if I didn't know the person either, just saying like, well, I'm a YouTuber one day and now I'm making a Hollywood movie. Cause that's yeah. just like, I mean, yeah, I've worked hard all my life. I'm not, I'm not like a young 20 year old. I'm in my forties. So I, I put my time in, I've done this, but, um, you know, hard work finally paid off or is, you know, potentially going to pay off. We still need to get funded. So, so you just got to keep with it and, um, just do it in a way where you're like, I can have fun with the people and, uh, just answer their questions that whatever they have. But also, you know, when it kind of gets like, I've answered all the questions that people are asking, maybe I'll tell a story or two. Like, uh, I'll tell a very personal story of my childhood or, you know, something like that. And that usually gets them. I, like I told a very, um, personal story last night about probably the best present I ever got my dad for Father's Day. And literally, I didn't mean this, but everybody in the comments were crying. Like, I'm totally crying now. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, like just stuff like that. You just got to connect with the audience. Uh, love it. That's good advice. I've noticed like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was about to yeah talk about myself too much. Yay. <laughs> I'm <laughs> noting that I'm going to start a, pro- a project on my uh, Patreon next month. And I'm going to be fully like drawing on your energy as I like promote the shit out of that stuff. So thank you in advance. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All 
All right, so we should bring this to an end. Um, okay. Before we do, will you give us a quick uh, where where we can find you on the internet? Uh, TheVeganZombie.com. And I'm on Instagram as a vegan zombie, uh, Facebook, YouTube. I put out YouTube videos every single week, several times a week. Uh, love it. So uh, if you want some of those links, they'll all be listed at MikeyPod.com. Um, so you don't have to write anything down right now. You can just go MikeyBot.com, show notes for this episode. You will find all of that stuff. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, and if you're a patron or if you're not a patron and you want more from Chris, um, subscribe for $5 or more on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Michael Heron. And you can hear a bonus interview with Chris as well as a lot of other bonus interviews from uh, past episodes. So check that stuff out. Thank you, Chris, for joining me. Thank you so much.
from the album Removed Interludes. That was Alex Weston's Something Flowing. Uh, I just got an email about that album from Ben Brody, who you may have heard on the show probably last year. Um, He's a great musician. We talked about his work. And he has a record label. I didn't even realize it. And this is from that. So I hope you enjoyed that. Always something different with the music department on the show. I hope you appreciate that. Uh, I really love, I love playing music, music for y'all. Anyway, thank you, Chris Cooney, for being on the show. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more from Chris Cooney, become a patron at patreon.com. You get lots of bonus stuff, and it's going to be really great. Uh, that's really it for today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have that thing right now where I feel like talking about stuff. I've been talking about stuff too much. Talk to you next week. Well, I mean, about stuff. Bye. <laughs>